Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Old moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The following is a Sweet Truth Media production and may not be suitable for all audiences. Brothers and sisters, get around. It's time for the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth. Hey, welcome to another episode of Sanctuary Sweet Truth with your host, co- with one of your co-hosts, Sugar Shane. I also got uh, Billy Dees with me. What's going on, man? Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know what. Jack Casey wasn't able to make it tonight. I uh, haven't heard back from him yet, but uh, I texted him and he wasn't on Skype. So uh, he, may have, he may have crashed when he got home. He's been working pretty tired. So, or he might have had something he had to do, so. Sure he'll, be yeah, back with, sure he'll be back with us Monday. But um, how you been the last few days, Bill? Well, I've been busy. So, uh, you know, work is keeping me busy, which is great. And uh, my wife is out of town. So she's coming back tomorrow. She had a business trip. Uh, so I'm hanging out with the cats, hanging out with Dexter. And uh, he's a cool cat. So uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I see your cat on Facebook all the time. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when, when I meet people uh, that have, you know, have never met me before, the first thing they say is, how's that cat? He's <laughs> <laughs> doing good, man. They have a cat better than they do you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I won't be talking Game of Thrones tonight, what I think, because I haven't even had a chance to watch Sunday's episode. I was going to watch that's it tonight. Fun. But by the time we got done with that, sat down for dinner. I wouldn't have had enough time to prepare for this show and watch that show. So I forfeited yeah. the show. So I'm going to watch it tomorrow night for sure. And what I want to do is not even talk about it until a week from today. We'll talk about the last two episodes, sum up the ending of the show and what we thought of it. If that was all right. Nah, whatever you want to do. Because I won't get to see Sunday's episode before Monday night. I know that. Because right. I, I don't get to watch it live right now. If I did, I would, but I won't get to watch it right when it comes on. So that's the reason why I have to hold off. That's the downside of that thing. It's nice, but I ain't, you know, whatever. But that's the downside of that thing. But Yeah. Uh, 
Well, Howard Stern, I don't know if you heard about this interview he had with uh, George Stephanopoulos. I, I, uh, I heard about it. I did not catch the interview. I caught a good bit of it. Uh, I, I was pretty impressed. Uh, he didn't sit there and downgrade uh, Donald Trump. He didn't, uh, bad, yeah. he, he didn't bad mouth him. He said that um, he had uh, had him on several times and interviewed him before he, the presidency. Yeah, yeah. And said that uh, he was always one of the best guests he had because he was always straightforward. You know, you know, you know. It was just he said if you said something like uh, we're going to have Angelina Jolie on here, uh, one of the most beautiful women in America right now, he'd have looked at you and went, "Eh, she's a six. And he'd say it right out straight, you know. He don't, you know, he said nobody else would do that. But he'd, they might think it, but yeah. they wouldn't say it. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I probably would, you know. But that doesn't make me want to be a president. But you know, uh, but it's actually. He, he, no, go ahead. He, he's got some. Yeah, he's got some kind of a health problem, doesn't he? Doesn't he have cancer or something? He had what the hell? That's what he told everybody. He said he went and he had kidney cancer. Okay. They were 95% sure he had it. They went in and did surgery on this guy, Cat. When they did it, when they did surgery on him, they couldn't find none. There wasn't no cancer there. So they don't know what happened. How they, if they wow. screwed up or what, swear. He'll tell you to this day, he says, man, it's the, he says, it's the only miracle I've ever had in my life. Or something like that's what he said in the interview. Yeah. He said, yeah. I ain't never seen nothing like it. And uh, he said, that's what's, persu- well, he said, that's what persuaded him to come out with his book, uh, What's the name of it? I got it written down here somewhere. Uh, Come again. Comes again. That's the name of it. And uh, it's it, it's a they say it's a very good book that he comes out about different people in the book that he's interviewed. Yeah. But they, uh, George Stephanopoulos even said this. He said he not only talks about other people, but he also brings out his own faults. Yeah. He well, said, that's good. Yeah. He said he speaks of him. He said he talks about himself as well. He talks about things he could have done differently, you know, mistakes he made, stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, he said that uh, he thinks the reason why he has the following that he has, talking of Donald Trump, is because he relates to the, uh, to the regular everyday human being. That's what he said. He said that uh, he wanted to have Hillary Clinton on his show because that's who he was pushing for. Oh, shut up. That's what she was pushing for. And, uh, but she was kind of scared to be on the show. And he said, hey, don't blame her because of the type of show he was. But he said he had never had any intentions to ask her any sex jokes or anything like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said he was really wanted to get to the root of what, uh, The root of the uh, what she was standing. My damn Siri keeps going off, man. I'm not even touching my Siri. I never use really? my Siri at all. I never use that my Siri. I never get on there and be like Siri, where is this? I'm like, you know, I'm not gotten so lazy that I can't type a Google message. Yeah, in, you know, I can search it. I don't have to get so damn lazy. I got a Siri, everything. You uh-huh. know, I mean, I guess if you're riding down a road and there's something you absolutely have to know, maybe I guess, but I just never have it. had to know something yeah. that bad. But um, <clears throat> but he did say because she only won by seventy thousand votes 
or she lost yeah. by 70,000 votes. And when they asked him, George Stephanopoulos said, do you think if she'd have been on your show and had an interview, she'd be the president today? And he said, I can't make that kind of arrogant statement. He said, but all I can tell you is these figures. He said that we have 33 million subscribers. And if she could have got on there and I could have brought forth her character. And he wanted to know why she was involved in public service. Because she'd been involved in public service nearly all her life. And he just wanted to know what drove her to do that. He wanted to bring that out on the air for the voters to hear. He said, he said, would the tables been turned? He said, we'll never know. He said, because because what if some of them 33 million subscribers would have been those 70,000 voters that could have been swayed? Yeah, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know for sure. But uh, it's bound to be it's bound to be a fact that you know a pretty good percentage of his listeners probably listen to a lot of what he has to say. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Not saying everything he says is true. Yeah, not saying that. My main my main thing with him is I've always been an admirer of how he did what he did and where he got where he got. Not saying I like it everything about his show, and I think he's a good interviewer. That's the only thing I've ever said about the guy. He can do a good you interview. You know, I'm, I, I'm a little skeptical that um, a situation like that could have affected the the election. And I'll tell you why. In in 2016, and it's searching, certainly shaping up to be this way in 2020, you have, let's say, a, a solid core of Trump followers that, that's got him somewhere around 40, 45 percent, right? And then you have a solid core of anti-Trumpers. They'll vote for anybody. They'll vote for Satan before they will vote oh, for Donald yeah. Trump. And here, and here again, you got about 40, 45 percent. So, so what, what you're dealing with here is 10, 15 percent, 20 percent maybe, of the population that's in play and going after that, that, that small group is going to require some finesse. It's going to require some really good marketing. It's going to require some really good communications. And I just don't know that either side is really doing that right now. They're they're both playing to their base. Right. Right. So we'll, we'll just have to, uh, uh, you know, kind of find out what happens here. Yeah. Um, but I'm, but I'm skeptical that just a, with that being the case, right. That, that reaching that small undecided percentage is really possible on a, on a single show. I don't, I don't care who it is. Right. I, I, I just, I, I'm skeptical. Of that. It would have to be one hell of a show. It would have to been, yeah. a, it would have been, it would have had to have been a show where he came out about something <clears throat> that nobody knew about or something. Or yeah. a plan or something like that. And it just made phenomenal news. And I wouldn't necessarily I'd be about the show. I'd just be about the revelation. He, he revealed something. Or yeah. she or she did. But, yeah. uh, but that's the only way I could ever see being something like that. An interview? Probably not. But I don't know of anybody that would be able to do an interview and it'd make that big a difference. Yeah. Well, New York City Mayor Bill... Duh, what's his last name? Blastit? De Blasio. De Blasio, yeah, that's it. He enters the 2020 election, Lord Jesus, 
uh, he's going to be in. He's throwing his hat in now, Democrat. And, uh, yeah. I don't think he's got a snowball's chance of winning the presidency. I, I would be very surprised. Of course, I, I, mean, I hesitate to say that because I said that about Donald Trump. Right, right. But, uh, uh, early on. Uh, as the election drew close, I started to have suspicions that he was going to do very well. I didn't know he was going to win. Hmm. But um, uh, he, he's a goof. And, and I'll tell you, this, uh, this whole crowd of Democratic uh, contenders, and I'm not a partisan. If you're listening to this for the first time and presuming that I'm a Republican because I'm saying this, but right now, there's out of that field of 20-something – there's maybe three possible viable candidates. The rest of them are really, really out there. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, boy, I, I've been saying this from the very beginning. The Democrats need to forget about Donald Trump. They need about they, they need to forget about running against him. Okay. And what I mean by that is that's their platform. We're yeah. better than any, you know, any any of us are better than Trump. They they have to have a better message than that. And uh, they read, they they need to start shaping a dynamic character, a, a, dy- a dynamic candidate, uh, right now. now there's got to be the equivalent, and I don't mean personality wise, but when when Clinton came out, he was a shining star. He was somebody new. He was exciting. Same with Barack Obama. They're, they they got to come up with somebody like that. Yeah. And uh, these pinheads just aren't going to do it. I agree. I agree. You can't just hope. You can't. You can't just say, "Oh, that guy's going to win. We're going to win because it's going to be whoever's got a D beside their name." That's not necessarily the case. Yeah. You you think you got more supporters than you really do? I believe. Because you really, it's like Billy said. <clears throat> you only got about forty percent. I've been using my voice a lot. <clears throat> Whew. Now it's like. Sorry, but you only got about 40% of the voters is the diehard Kool-Aid drinkers, as I call them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's 60% that can be, you know, so, but not 60% because you only got about 10 that's not undecided. But I don't know much about this Bill guy, I, myself, personally. I've just seen a, I seen one of his uh, ads and one of the things he said about Trump. He called Trump uh, the condon. Yeah, he's yeah. calling him the. Yeah, he's trying to get into the name calling game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that right there. You, to me, you've already lost my vote because you show no character. Just based on that right there, getting up and calling the president of the United States the con don. I don't give a damn who he is. You've already shown you have no character to me. I wouldn't vote for you. You don't have to get up and publicly call him names like that. Just let it be. And if he calls you one, don't replace it with one. I'm telling you, man, if you would get up there and show more character, I think you would end up getting more votes that way. I know a lot of people don't think you would, but I really think it, I really think they would. I think somebody, I think the world, I think, I think the United States, whether they know they're ready or not, I think they're ready for somebody to stand up that ain't a, excuse the term, bullshitter. He don't, yeah. he don't get up and just... He tells it like it is. He tells you what can get done, how to get it done, and that's it. And he ain't out slinging mud. I think that America, after, I mean, it might take a minute, but as the campaign went on, I think people's jaws would begin to drop. 
They'd be like, look, this dude ain't even said nothing. Look at all this stuff this guy's saying about this fella. I think it would end up affecting it the other way. But I could be wrong. Well, I want to talk about, I know it's a big topic, but it's not a, yeah. I just want to get into this aspect of climate change. Okay. Fox News is making, it was, I was watching them today, and they're making fun of, <laughs> did you see the Bill Nye deal? Uh, yeah, where he it says the earth is, I'll, I won't say the word, MFing on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they were making fun of it on Fox News about his little thing there. And they were sitting there acting like, and this one guy gets on there, I don't know his name, but he gets on there and he's just laughing and cutting up like, global warming don't even exist. And he looks like, and, and you would look at this guy, and I swear, Billy, you would think you were looking at a well-educated, he was a sharp-dressed dude. You would think you'd be looking at a valedictorian of his class, and he may damn well be. I don't know. But he's talking like he don't have brain one in his head when it comes. He's sitting there talking about climate climate change like these idiots, like I had at the deli the other day, saying because it was 48 degrees outside in the middle of May, hey, where's that global warming at? I'm like, dude, are you that stupid? Yeah. It's the Earth's temperature that's rising, not just, you know, idiots. But they were making fun of it like that, man. And I'm like, are you, is this, yeah. are these people this stupid? They just don't think global warming exists at all. I, I, I've talked to them. I, I mean, not, not the guys on Fox, but I mean, uh, in, in general, I run into them socially. A lot of my friends, man, you can't, you can't tell them anything that they, there's always some reason that, uh, that it's BS. Wow. When are they going to find out, man? I mean, <laughs> Probably after it's already done and over with, I guess. Yeah. But he was talking, I mean, I thought it was a good bit, though, the John Oliver show. I thought it was funny. I mean, I'm not a huge... Yeah, and, and it was a comedy bit, too. I mean, it was never meant to be taken, you know... Oh, like, yeah. Like sort of a college lecture. Right. He, he, it was part of a comedy bit. And the the right is is you know just putting out putting that out there. Uh, Bill Nye says the Earth's on fire, like he's a nutcase. It, it was a comedy bit, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and uh, that's just that's the way the game is played now. Yeah. And, and by the way, I'm not the biggest fan of Bill Nye. I'm not either. But, I mean, he, I'm not either. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't think he's that hardcore scientist as everybody thinks. I think he's more. I think he's more celebrity. Oh yeah, yeah, and and that seems to be a new thing now. There's these uh, celebrity scientists. Uh, they're they're more pop culture, uh, boy band creations than they are really scientists. Um, and uh, th- that's that's fine. You know, at least people are getting interested in science on some level. Uh, you know, I but I've heard debates about some of them. Uh, you know, having a, a talk about who would win, Batman or Superman. And, and when, when you get into that level of science, you have to acknowledge that it's more pop, pop culture BS. Yeah, I don't than really. It is science. I don't really you you know, think you could break two down when the comic book characters, you know, down to a science. No, and I, and I, you know, when, when, when the uh, conversations and the debates start to degrade into that, then they lose me. But, but uh, you know, I enjoy lighthearted science, you know, the different things about the elements and uh, uh, things like that. And if you can make them entertaining, that's fine. 
but uh, to, to go the next step and say this guy's on par with Hawking or somebody like that is just oh, a, it, it's a bit much. No. Hell no. Nowhere close. Well, let's get to the topic we got tonight. Alabama has passed, uh, has passed, did it did pass, right? Yeah, but it, I don't know that, I, I'm a little fuzzy if it got signed yet. Okay. Uh, a, but, but it's, it look, it's, apparently it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's about to, it could very well be about to pass a law that bans almost all abortions in the state. You, you will have to be critically ill or the fetus found with like no brain or something like that you know where it can't survive in order for it to be aborted if the doctor any doctor aborts without either one of these two criterias they can face up to 99 years in prison the governor did sign it can you believe this man can you believe yeah. this this is so unbelievable. You know, let me tell you how bad this bill is, buddy. I didn't even know it was for true, for sure true, so I went and I found it where he actually does say it. It's not just some onion or some other written news. This bill is so bad that Pat Robertson said that oh, Alabama was a little bit, went overkill on this bill. Yeah. He said they didn't even take incest or rape, which I've always said needed to be taken into consideration, especially for uh, didn't take that into consideration at all. Yeah. And, and I want to be clear here. If you're a woman and, and you're pro-life, I, 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 I thoroughly respect your opinion. But what this bill has opened the, the door to is women who, 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 by and large, by the way, rape is a very uh, hard the, the what's the word I'm looking for here? The prosecution rate on rape is very low to begin with. Yeah, it's very okay? low. And and uh, convictions are hard to get. Okay, for whatever reason. And what it's boiling down to now is that this law has opened the door so that you, as a woman, could be sitting in a doctor's office having been raped by your father. And you still have to have that baby. Yeah. That is what it's coming down to. Yeah. I mean, you got to look outside the courthouse, people. You should have looked outside the courthouse today or been around there today or seen enough footage on TV today. They had the women dressed up in Handmaid's Tales outfits from the show. And I swear to God, man, it gave me goosebumps because it almost felt like it was reality. Well, you know, here's the thing, Shane. I've been saying this all along. People t have been talking about Trump. People have been talking about taxes. People have been talking about gun control. I'm, 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 I'm going to make a prediction here. Okay, you want a true tipping point in this society when things really go off the rails? Revoke Roe versus Wade. Yeah. That that's going to be the one that does it. Yeah. You think that's ever going to happen? You know, if you would have asked me this two years ago, I probably would have said it's unlikely. Yeah, that's what I would have said. But uh, I, 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 the odds still may be against it in the near future, but I'm, I'm going to say that it's far less impossible than what it was two years ago. Yeah. Because more and more states are adopting this, Ohio included, and eventually it's going to make its way to the Supreme Court, which is right now heavily stacked conservative. Wow. 
Now, now the only thing that I can tell you is that it's very uncommon for Supreme Courts to undo precedent. That is, to go back and undo something that was set before. It, it's very, that's rare. But in this case, I have a feeling that none of the rules apply. Right. That it's this is this is going to be a whole new landscape, and this is going to be a whole new battleground. Yeah, I couldn't believe it though, man. It did set me. I mean, I mean, I'm serious. When I saw those women dressed up, it made me feel just like I stood inside that show. Yeah, because it just sounds like something. You know what's going to happen? You people are so ignorant that if this does indeed happen, and it does, it, it does somehow. I don't know that it will, but if it does, have someone change all the laws, and this is put forth, you're going to bring us back so many years. We're going to have people, and I'm not trying to be sick when I'm telling you this. I'm just trying to tell you how it was and how it could be again if we're not st- stupid and we don't wake our ass up in this country. We're going to have teenagers using clothes hangers trying to have abortions again, people. Because a doctor ain't going to risk his career. Put it not not. I mean, there may be some. They'll pay the price for it. But most doctors ain't going to put their career on the line when they can face life in prison. Well, you, you know, uh, some of the people from uh, Alabama, I was following this on social media, they pointed out that any doctor that helps in any way, a woman who, uh, let's say, was impregnated by rape, he is more likely to get arrested and convicted than the person who did the rape. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't that some BS, man? Ain't that so stupid? That kind of ass-backward laws are we running in this country? Yeah. Yep. You know it's bad when Pat Robertson said it's too strong of a bill. That man, yeah. that man, I mean, I'm being serious, dude. But that man, he says everything, dude. A conservative, if a Republican does it, I ain't never heard him say nothing against a damn Republican. I mean, it doesn't yeah, matter we, what we, it is. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, catch the article, but uh, if if it is true that he said it the way that he that oh, it's described, he did. Uh, uh, well, that's great because I'll tell you what: when Pat Robertson stands next to a pro-lifer and, and says, yeah. "I don't know this guy," it's pretty yeah, bad. yeah, it's a badass bill, man. That right there would be. Yeah. If I was a lawyer, if I was a lawyer, Roe versus Wade was to come up again, you know, and I had to be the one that defended Roe versus Wade. Pat Robertson would be my key damn witness. He'd be sitting right there in that chair. <laughs> I'd say, what, what do you what think? What does God about? say, Mr. Robinson? Yeah, well, yeah, tell us what God says. Because <laughs> you know it's bad. I was shocked when I I read the article that I wasn't even sure if the article was true, that I actually found the YouTube video of him actually saying it. Oh, really? Like, okay. Yeah, and I was cool. like, wow. More power the- to him. He, he actually uh, makes more sense than what he gets credit for a lot of time. But here again, in this society, all the liberals always paint everything he says as radical. But in actuality, he's not as far off the rails as what he's painted out to be. Now, I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but oh, it, yeah. it, he's not nuts. Right. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was surprised. Uh, but anyway, well, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I, I hope they don't. 
I hope that mess don't pass me. That's a crazy. Oh, it did. It did. I don't. You well, didn't I mean, well, I mean, well, I mean, I hope it. I hope yeah. it's not with upheld. In Alabama, it did. I hope it's not upheld, though. I hope it. Uh, oh yeah, there, there's going to be all kinds of court challenges. Yeah, for this. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely no question. Oh yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Got to, man. I, well, Nora O'Donnell is leaving CBS this morning. I don't know if you ever watched that much. No, I don't catch the morning shows that often. Oh, okay. Uh, is moving to CBS. But I know who she is. Oh, okay. Well, you might be able to catch her now. She's moving to the CBS Evening News, and she's going to be yeah, the anchor I... and the managing editor. So she's going to actually host the CBS Evening News? Yes. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. And she's uh, going to be, I guess, managing her own material and stuff, man, but that's pretty cool. Uh, she, well, I said she's following in the, st- in the steps of Katie Couric and who was the other? Diane Sawyer. That were on there, I guess. Uh, I don't really, I couldn't tell you the last news program I watched as far as a program. I did watch Bill O'Reilly for a while. Yeah. For a short while. And uh, his interviews just pissed me off so bad I had to quit watching. It, yeah. would, it would actually bring my blood to boiling. And well, then he be, obviously, yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was just, go ahead. But don't get me wrong, there was times I agreed with him, times I disagreed oh, yeah. with him. But even when I agreed with him, I was like, damn, dude, let him say what he want to say at least, man. That's what you got him on the show for, even if I disagreed with the dude. But, you know. Yeah. But I, I listened to him for a little bit, and then uh, I, there's not a lot of them news personalities I can actually watch. I can watch right, some of the right. comedies every now and then, but I don't even watch all of them, to be honest. They've gotten so repeti- repetitive, same old jokes every day. Different little t- different twist to it. But, uh, the bell is opening in Palm Springs, Florida. Have you heard about this? What What is opening? I didn't catch that. It's called the bell. It's opening. The bell. In, yeah, it's opening in Palm Springs, Florida, for a limited time. It's a motel ran by our hotel. That's Taco Bell. It's a Taco. Oh, okay. It's yeah. a Taco Bell. Yeah. And the decorations and all look like Taco Bell. It says it's for a limited time, so I don't know what they're going to do after the time runs up or when they decide. But for now, it's in Palm Springs, Palm Springs, Florida. Well, that's great. I'm in no hurry to go there, but no, uh, I don't care that about going there. I just, I just, I just, yeah. that just struck me as odd. Why they would? I mean, I guess I don't know what the reason is for it, but especially since it says it's a limited time, so they're not getting into the motel business. Well, a jury convicted a teen, uh, I don't know if you've heard about that, I'm sure you did, for killing and beheading a classmate, the one in Boston. Uh, I managed to miss that one. Uh, Yeah, a teen, I guess, apparently had uh, killed a classmate, beheaded him, and took his head and his hands, actually, and uh, threw him into the Merrimack River. Uh, the reason why he killed him, he was jealous of the time that the victim spent with a girl at school. See, I don't know if this dude ought to be going to prison or going somewhere to get help. Or not help, but treated or whatever the heck you want to call it, I guess, to a certain degree. Because he's got to be messed yeah, up. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point now with these violent crimes. My, uh, I, I don't know, my, uh, my tendency to let these people constantly plead out to you know guilty by reason of insanity and all these other things i'm just not with it anymore. oh yeah i get you i get you I'm not, uh, uh yeah i mean i just yet, say, 
If you've seen a picture of this dude, you can tell he ain't clearly with it. He looks like he's a zombie. I mean, his eyes look like he's just dead already on the inside. I mean, I swear, I mean, he looks that bad. I'm not saying that he is crazy. He might be all right. I don't know, but he does. He does look like he. He looks like the epitome of it. He, he, was, he was sentencing him. He didn't even have any emotion. It's like looking at a dead man. You, you know, we recently we. This is another phenomenon. In, in addition to all the shootings and everything else that go that goes on, there seems to be this uh, new breed of killer that's particularly savage. And uh, here again, this type of violence is nothing new. It's probably existed in every society that has ever been. But in modern society and in modern times, I would have to say that it's coming on stronger now than what it was. You know, in the the 1940s and the 1950s, here again, you didn't hear about it as much because there wasn't the media that there is today and there wasn't the sensationalism and news that there is today. Right. But but these things just didn't happen like they do now. I, I mean, there, almost everybody in high school today has some story, either firsthand or secondhand or thirdhand, about some violent act. And that just wasn't the case in the 1950s. No, it hell just wasn't. no. I know. I, yeah, they, they can't nobody tell me differently. You have to go and show me. I mean, you'd have to prove it to me. Because news, yeah. I mean, yeah, they didn't have news and they didn't have mail ran slower or whatever the case may have been. But the thing about it is you still got it. Like I said, I was watching Downtown Abbey. That was a perfect case of it. It took them two weeks to find out, but they still got a, le- a paper in their in their hand that told them about the crash of the Titanic. So you know yeah. if somebody went in and shot up a whole place or, or slaughtered a whole place. It might take a couple weeks, but they get it in the newspaper. They'd hear about it. That would make news, especially back then. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, in the nineteen in nineteen fifty six. Okay, let's just be honest. Honest here. In nineteen fifty six, if an eleventh grader went into school and shot twenty people, yeah, the nation would have been in shock. Oh yeah, total. It would have been like a nine eleven. It would have been almost that bad. I hate to say it that way. I'm not trying to compare the two. But when you look at the time periods, that would have been damn near a 9-11, and the nation would have been, in yeah. total, like you said, in total And that shock. would have made the news. That oh, would have yeah. Made the news. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and uh, I don't know. It, it just seems like it's really strange that we're getting used to these things. Yeah. We get, what do they call it, sensitized? Is that what they call yeah, it? Yeah, desensitized. Desensitized, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what we become, I think, to the news in many ways. Our, our mind, even though we may not say it or think it when we hear it, our mind's already subconsciously processing it. Oh, another one. Oh, another one. And that's what it does when we just file it in the back. Honestly, I hate to say it that way. and I don't try, I'm not trying to come off cold when I tell you that. I just think that's the way our mind is, gets programmed by listening to this stuff all yeah. the time. That's all I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Jack the Ripper. I know you know who that is. Killer. Yep. Late 1800s, London. Yep. Did you you know they pretty much found out who who the killer was? Well, yeah, there's, if you're talking about that DNA thing. Yeah. uh, uh, yeah, there, there's some experts that question that the accuracy of that, but it but it is interesting. It is interesting. Well, I I heard the stats today that say that uh, for 
what they do is they they use it's using your ancestry's DNA. To right. Find, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Sure. But they they said that when they line up the two or whatever, they were showing it. They they were looking for thirteen matching chromosomes, and they said for two DNAs to come up with thirteen matching chromosomes is like a one in a billion chance for that to happen. That's what they said in the video I was watching. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about the video. I know that in the last few weeks, I've heard some 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 doctors say that this isn't this isn't you know shut, but right. uh, I, and I don't know the particulars of it, but uh, yet yeah, it nonetheless it is very intriguing. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, his name was uh, Aaron Kazminsky was the guy they yes. said that they yes. believe it was. Yeah, and uh, I don't know that that ended up being the butcher because that's who my suspect was all along. I don't know. I have to look that up because because I've heard I've heard of all the scenarios and all the people that they thought it could have been, but I, I think it was probably the butcher because of how well he cut everybody. I mean, he cut. They say that when he cut, killed a body, except with the case of one, and they believe that was probably because he was in a hurry. Was uh, yeah. cut cut like a surgeon. Precise. I, it's been a while since I really looked into that case. Um, I, I lost interest in it about twenty years. ago. Oh yeah, yeah, it's old school. But yeah, uh, it, it, it's a uh, um, you know, it, it's one of those things. that's kind of like Lizzie Borden. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's ever going to go away. Right. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. And there's always, always going to be people people that say she was innocent, and there's always going to be people that say she was guilty. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like. Uh, uh, who would you talk about? You're not talking about Joan Bonet, are you? No, no, no. Lizzie Borden. Oh, she is. She was. She was from that era as well. That happened in the United States. Oh, okay. She's, yeah, she's the one. Lizzie Borden gave her mother forty wax when she realized what she'd done. She gave oh. her father forty one. Yeah, oh. that's uh, yeah. Oh, okay. That that was a real case. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, very gruesome case. Mm. Yeah. I like Joan Bonet. I don't. I still to this day don't know what her parents or somebody didn't have something to do with that. Her brother. It's just, yeah. it's just way too much suspicion there. And I yeah. ain't got time to go into all that, but it, but I follow that pretty, because that happened when I was in my senior year or something like that, I believe, or so, junior year. I remember it vividly. Yeah. But the Statue of Liberty, uh, I don't know if you, you probably know this, it went through a major restoration in the 1980s. Yeah. And they, the torch that's on it now is not the original torch. They took it off. And... It was placed inside of a build, the building of the entrance to the Ellis Island area. But now they're going to take it. They've taken it out, and they've put it right behind the Statue of Liberty. They put it in a museum, and it's free to the public. Everybody can go, and you don't have to pay to get in. So that's something I got to look forward to in October. So uh, Plus, Christina, she's going to get on it pretty quick because they are available now. We're going to get tickets to go up into the Crown this time. Oh, you know, really? Yeah, yeah, we want to do that. So uh, I want to go up into the crown. That'd be a cool. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, um, they said they uh, did it. Of course, it's identical to the original, but uh, they they had some of the, the. I saw some of the old statue pieces or whatever what they had taken off and they put you know because they restored it completely as far as the outside of it. I got to see part yeah. of that at the uh, Ellis Island, but uh, they had a little bit of that there. Did you know that and. Uh, at, from 1886 to 1924, there was 14 million immigrants that came to America, and that was the first thing they saw was the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah, I bet. 14 million. 
That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. people wonder why we call the melting pot. Yeah, yeah, man. We got just about every nation you can think of probably represented here. Probably. I mean, if you think about it. Man. And the last thing I got for tonight is probably cut a little bit shorter tonight, but I do have the top three sexiest accents in the U.S. In and the not, U.S.? Yeah. And I'm not. Okay. George is not one of them, so that's not why I'm telling you this story. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> number three was actually New York. I don't know. Really? Yeah, but that was number three. Number two shocked me because I like the accent at times, but as far as seeing being sexy, I don't really myself see it sexy as the Boston. Really? Yeah, I don't hear it as being sexy myself. But, you know, I guess it depends. I mean, but I mean, I think it sounds cool. I like to hear I like to hear Bill, Bill Burr talk. But yeah. I don't consider it as a sexy accent. <clears throat> You know, one of the ways you can uh, pull off a, a Boston accent is to drop R's off of words that need them. Like, I want to take a ride in that car. And then then, then to put a, a, an R where it doesn't belong. Like, hey, Shane, I got an idea. Idea. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just to remember that if I ever do a somewhere I'm doing a Boston Lights <laughs> accent. I'll be like, damn, you did a pretty good job on that. Where'd you learn that? Billy D's. <laughs> Billy D's gets out of credit. It's pretty good. Uh, then I, had to, I got the three least. Long Islander, which I, get, uh, I guess I consider that different from, uh, I guess New York I just consider in the state. But number one, uh, that was the worst in the U.S., Right underneath it was New Jersey, which I kind of... I don't know. Yeah, I'm not too fond of New Jersey. And then three I can kind of see, too, because I've heard some of those. Minnesota, that's, uh, yeah. The only thing I'd probably write up there is probably North Dakota. The Fargo, North Dakota. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds almost northern to Canadian when they talk. It's like so far up there, I guess, they pick up some of the Canadian accent. I ain't sure. That's about all I got for this week. Uh, people, get your heads out your ass. Let's don't let this kind of stuff pass in this country, man. This bill, it's not good. It's not good. I know. Billy knows. Pat knows. This is what. <laughs> this is not what we need. No. You, you got anything? No, man. I'm all done. All right. We'll be back here for sure Monday night, 11 o'clock. Uh, I'm sure Jack will be with us. He was out, and uh, he sent me a text during the show, said he wasn't going to make it home in time. So he'll be back with us, I'm sure, on Monday. So till then, y'all have a great weekend. We'll holler at you then. I'll just eat this egg McMuffin. Huh? Is there another one? Wake up breakfast at McDonald's. Mix and match two classics for five bucks. Choose from an egg McMuffin or a sausage McMuffin with egg. Each made with real butter and a freshly cracked egg. Price and participation may vary. Can it be combined with any other offer or combo meal? Limited time offer. Single item at regular price.
Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.